man who wrote the book on human behavior. A special edition. Richard Flint Podcast. Let's talk about it. Let's talk human behavior. <laughs> well, hello, everyone. We are normally, uh, while well, we are having a video blog today from our star maker. This is your 29th star maker, Richard. 29th. It's hard to believe we've been doing this 29 years. It's been an amazing journey, huh? Yeah, it has. It's been, um, it's been growth because every year, you know, you got to bring the next level of information to the people. And sometimes people think that you just pulled the subject matter and everything out of the air. Right. And, but it's challenging every year to say, okay, this is what we did last year. Now we got to top that. Right. And so you got to look at where you've been, look at where you want to go, and connect the two. Amen to that, absolutely. Which is sometimes challenging to do that. It's quite a journey. You know, I realize, and hey, Sherman, hello, Stephanie. Um, so we've got family watching already, and uh, we're gonna have people pop in through our video blog today. Uh, we are um, live in we Callaway Gardens, and we are in uh, Pine Mountain, Georgia. Pine Mountain, Georgia. And this is my mentor and amazing friend and gift, Richard Flint that is here with me today and he's also and she's making sure they're they're making sure they're letting us know they're getting it all through all of their Facebook live feeds. <laughs> That's good. That's great. We're appreciative of that. We are excited to share with you just a journey. I want to first share uh, Richard has been a gift. I'm not sure I'm sure Richard, Richard remembers this. We met in 2005 at a National Association of Realtors conference. Yep. And you talked about the ducks. Believe it or not. I remember that. Isn't that crazy? And I remember that the, um, at the time I was working in a situation that was evident that it was time to move. And so we made some moves, we made some adjustments, been growing, and then eventually I went and recognized, got exposed to coaching and realized, you know, I need to do some coaching and I need to um, step into this arena. And I called you and said, you know what? You're the one I want to learn from. <laughs> <laughs> and do you remember meeting with me at... Um, Gosh. Uh, Rich Carlton. Rich Carlton and Dana Point. Yep. Yep. That was a wonderful that. gift. Do you know I ended up spending three hours there after we met? Did you really? I did. <laughs> uh, Beautiful place. It is a gorgeous place. And you know, I actually went through a journey of a conversation of saying, I could take a job here, I could live at the beach, and I wouldn't ever have to do anything. And, and I realized we have a gift, and God has given us the ability to speak to other people and to share. And I've loved how you shared that today. This is your, um, as you mentioned, 29th. You share for three days, full right. days, or three mornings, about the opportunity to grow as a person. Yeah, we do mornings, April, because yes. <laughs> uh, you can't handle more than three hours of me in one setting. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's why we give that. People ask, because I've had people ask me, why don't you just do three hours? Mm -hmm. And I tell them, because you need to get away from me and process. Right. And if I did an entire day with people at the level of information we do, uh, we would have to carry them out. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because mm -hmm. mentally mm -hmm. uh, and emotionally, mm -hmm. it's challenging. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we attract a different level of person to Star Maker. And people ask me, why don't you, why don't you open it up? Why don't you have, you know, four, five, six, seven hundred thousand people? Because I want it to be intimate. And it's very intimate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because most of the time love life is too crowded mm -hmm. for us to learn from truth and the bigger the crowd uh the less we draw from it and i know a lot of people disagree with that 
But if I'm simply there looking for rah, 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 it doesn't matter the size of the crowd. But if I'm there because I'm hungry, I'm curious, I'm ready, and I want it, mm -hmm. then in a small group like this, it's easier learning. That's the truth. And with the way we set our rooms up, we set our rooms up in horseshoes. Yes. So you get to watch everybody. Mm -hmm. And everybody gets to watch you so you don't fall asleep because everybody be looking at you <laughs> and watching you sleep. Right. <laughs> they don't fall asleep anywhere anyway. When you shared something today, and this is something, and then we'll talk a little bit about um, what you're going to be speaking about for us in September as well. And I tell people all the time, as they've been asking me this weekend, you know, what, what are you going to have Richard speak at? And I said, well, we call it the Trailblazer Summit because you and I talked about how when we first started working together, you had said, I need to... Um, to learn that there's only going to be, I'm looking for the 2%. Mm -hmm. And somebody said it's down to 1%. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be surprised. Yet, um, for so many of us, we want to um, reach out and grow people, yet they're not ready yet. And like you said, they've got to be ready and willing. And so we're looking for those individuals that really are ready. And you said something earlier today about as people digest, um, they, they've got to make that choice mm -hmm. um, to step into uh, their stage. I love your stage. Never mind the consistently persistent about being persistently consistent. <laughs> Can you tell I've got some of his language down? <laughs> but tell me more about that. You know, April, when I first started this 34 years ago, I knew the world was waiting on me. Mm. I was okay. running a counseling center in the Palm Beaches. Didn't know exactly what I was going to do with my life because I enjoyed that. But there was a little piece of it missing. People ask me all the time, how do you know when you're in the right or the wrong place in your life? Mm -hmm. And when you're in the right place, you always get three things. You get happiness. Right. And if you take happiness apart as an emotion, you get peace and joy. Mm -hmm. And those two combined create happiness. You're in the right place too when you get that sense of fulfillment. I'm making a difference. Right. And this is what you find with most people who have a job. I define a job as an environment that a human goes to every day where they prostitute themselves for a paycheck. Mm -hmm. it, it's a job. Mm -hmm. It's not something that they're passionate about, most people. It's just a job to get a paycheck so that they can live. And they don't get the fulfillment from it. Right. And fulfillment is whenever you can turn them around, walk away, and know that you've left a part of you there mm. that people can continue to feast on. The presence when you're not present. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing that tells you you're in the right place, you have the freedom. Mm -hmm. You have the freedom to be you. Right. And you don't have to be whatever God wants you to be. You have the freedom to be you. Amen. Mm -hmm. And very few people experience that because most people don't have a stage. Mm -hmm. They have a yard. <laughs> Thank you. Share they more. They mm -hmm. stand in the yard with everybody else. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they look up on that stage and they think, you know what? I'd like to be there. But you know, because we've talked about this, and mm -hmm. it's huge, there's a price tag to getting to the stage. It's the truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that price tag sometimes is very huge mm -hmm. because it means you have to let go of, which is what we were talking about yesterday on Friday morning. Right. That you can't go forward until you're willing to let go. Right. And I can say that I'm letting go and hanging on to. Because a lot of people, when they say they've let go, they're not. They're leaning. True. And then fear sets in. 
And so they run back to where they feel secure. But it's, it's not security, it's a false security. Mm-hmm. It's a trap. Right. And so when you find your stage, that stage is where you're going to experience the happiness, the fulfillment, and the freedom. Absolutely. Now, you know, I bet you've done this because I've done it. There are times I question the stage. Amen. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when you're in the right place in your life, there is an exhaustion that goes with that. There's a bit of it, yes. Mm-hmm. Because it's part of the price tag. In my master's program, they taught a, per, a uh, actual terminology called compassion fatigue. Mm-hmm. And there's an opportunity to, when you're taking on so many, uh, and you're, you're, you're giving so much, it's an opportunity to, to be aware of how you make sure to fill yourself back up too. Well, one of the challenges with that is that so many times when you coach people, you don't coach them, you adopt them. We talked about that, yes. <laughs> We've got to be cautious of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my role is not to be ever present. Mm. My role is to be there, not to give you the answers to life. Right. Agreed. Which many times you can see the answer the person needs. And you cannot give it to them. No, because if you do, then they're tied to you. Right. And they'll never grow. Right. Our job is to ask the questions yes. that continue to challenge them. And they get annoyed when they say, why won't you give me the answer? All the time. <laughs> right? <laughs> but mm-hmm. we also know, too, that if we're working with somebody and they continue to resist, mm-hmm. it's time for you and I to walk away. Right. And I've done that. Me too. I had a lady one time who wanted me to be her mentor so that she could brag to her friends that I was working with her. Oh, wow. And, you know, she was paying me uh, s- some good money to do this. And I met with her on the second time. I told her, I am not working with you anymore. Mm. Because, you know, you and I, as a coach, we can prostitute ourselves also. That we're there for the glamour. We're there for the money. But we're not there for the person. I'm not willing to choose that. Mm-hmm. Well, because we, a lot of people don't understand the power of reputation. Right. And... People don't understand that reputation is not what you create. Mm-hmm. It's what people create about you. And that's dependent upon the value or lack of value mm-hmm. that you bring to their life. And, you know, there are too many people, April, and I don't mean to sound derogatory, but there are too many people who go and take a little coaching class, get a little certificate, mm-hmm. and now they're a coach. Right. And so they walk into situations they have no life experience where that person is. And they've read a book, but they don't understand what they've read. Sadly, and there's and a lot. I've walked into a lot of people, April, that I have been their mentor. And the first thing I've had to do is clean up mm. the damage that was done to their life. Ouch. And so, and my world is, is not just to deal with April in her business room. Mm-hmm. My world in any person's life is to be a part of that total life. You know, like we were talking about this morning, you've got four rooms. You've got a business room, number one room of mental stress, and it can wear you out. You've yes. been there. Yep. Mm-hmm. You've got a family room, and your family room has recently redesigned itself. Literally. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a one-person family room anymore. Nope. Mm-mm. 
And that family room can be in conflict with that business room mm -hmm. because that family room is the number one room of emotional stress. Right. Now, the business room is where most people say they design their life. Mm -hmm. My career is. Mm -hmm. And if you're there but you don't know why you're there or what your purpose is being there, it strengthens the stress. Family room is a room of support. Right. But to have that family room, you and the significant other in your life have to be in agreement mm -hmm. as to what this relationship is. Mm -hmm. When I was on a church staff, I did a tremendous, a tremendous amount of marriage ceremonies. And one of the things I would never use was, is for two people to become one. Mm. Because for me, that means if I'm to be in your life, one of us has to give up who we are. And the purpose of relationship in a family is to blend personalities and to create that spirit of togetherness where we are together and maybe I have strengths you don't have, you have strengths I don't have. So the balance in the relationship is to learn together to strengthen each other because of the strengths that we bring to it. I agree. And then you got the social room, which is your playroom. Mm -hmm. People don't know how to play anymore. Not near the level they need to. Mm -hmm. Well, they're so stressed in their business room. Mm -hmm. They're so out of whack in their relationship room that when it comes to socializing, they don't have the energy. <laughs> or, you know what it does? It becomes an escape room from the business or the family. I love what you said today, too, about um, being uh, aware that if you're taking your business group into your social room, you're just extending it. It's just, it. A, it's just a closet. Yeah. And for those that have not read any of Richard's books, he has a wonderful book called The Truth About Stress. Stress. And I, when I taught high school, um, one of my students had made a house with the rooms. And we, really? we took a picture of it with you when you had your brace on. Right. In uh, Myrtle Beach. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just such a powerful visual for her. And that was a high school student. Uh, that she may even be listening in the future on this video. <laughs> um, and it was just a wonderful gift that um, we got to share with you. That, And you have one more room there. Yep, the personal room. Mm -hmm. And if you take a look at the human life, the way they organize their life, business is their largest room. Mm -hmm. Family is their second largest. Social is third. And personal is fourth. And in many people's lives, they don't have time for the personal room because they don't understand the importance of it. Everything that I want to do, everything you want to do, everything these people who are watching this want to do mm -hmm. will be because they're bo it's born in their personal room. Right. Personal room is where I go to be by myself. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, that's uncomfortable mm -hmm. because if I don't know who I am, if I don't know why I am, or if I don't know what I am, I don't want to be alone with me. Mm -hmm. Because the one thing, we were talking about this today, the one thing about your personal room is you can't go there and lie to yourself. Right. Personal room is a room of total honesty. So if I don't want to face myself, if I don't want to deal with my life, if I don't want to handle where I need to handle things in my life, I don't want to go to that room. So I shut it off. You show me anybody who wants to improve their life. And they understand that improvement begins with yourself. Truth. 
you know, I learned a long time ago, you can't lead another person past a point where you are. Right. And I attract to my life at the level of where I am. Very true. And another thing I learned, which I find sad, but revealing. Most people put others in their life who give them permission to stay where they are. So true. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you said it today is they, 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 they fulfill the story they've created for themselves. Mm -hmm. They just confirm it. And then they wonder why. And I, I met a wonderful gentleman, another friend of mine on our Facebook that hopefully we'll get a chance to listen in. And he said, um, we had a cup of coffee and he says, one of the biggest things I had to learn to do is start making some new friends as I was expanding my growth, as I was expanding my uh, leadership, as I was expanding, is because so often, some people we will associate people that will tell us what we want to hear, not what we need to hear. Well, what, the most challenging thing about growth, one of the top three most challenging things about growth, is that growth demands you eliminate people from your life. Mm -hmm. I have a, a young lady right now that I'm working with in my mentoring program. And she told me, you told me that I was going to have to lose people out of my life. She said, I don't have anybody left. Mm. I said, well, why is that? She said, because I have outgrown them. And if you're not careful, as you outgrow people, they get jealous, they get angry, they get envious. And they try to keep pulling you back. And man, they can put a guilt trip on you. You know, you used to be my friend. Mm. You know, I used to could count on you. I don't know you anymore. And those are all guilt statements. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not secure within myself, I feel that I'm abandoning these people. You're, just, you're not abandoning them. You're just making yourself the priority in your life. It's an important thing to do. And, and you've been through many years of, of growing other individuals and giving them the opportunity to discover their authentic self. And you're going to come speak for us about that. I am? You are. Oh, <laughs> now I know why I'm coming. <laughs> well, you're actually, uh, you know, it's so fun. Somebody asked me the other, um, uh, so we have a Trailblazer Summit. Hey, Chuck, I think I saw Dan, Deanne, a, a whole bunch of friends. We're glad you're here. We are... Um, just thankful to get to share uh, and one of the things that I wanted really people to share in our Facebook live and our video blog today is you know it's so often to um, something you said today is are we here to add to people or are we here to take from people and as I've always learned I, I wholeheartedly believe in one of my mentors as a, as a high school kid I call him my daddy when he listens um, he taught me the same thing early on he says as you grow as a leader you're to lose friends and that's okay um, because, it, and you said it today, the more you step into who you're going to be, the less people are going to be around you. And you just said that now. Well, but here's the thing, April. If I don't have a strong foundation of belief, or faith, trust, and faith in myself, mm -hmm. I won't let go of these people. Right. Because you got to be strong to live within yourself. Amen. You, you live weak. You live within, you live on the outside with other people. And learn to, and this is what, what I'm really excited about our event because not only have I been learning how to step on my own stage, which is still a process, right? Um, but also um, I'm bringing together all, some, so many people that have been such a gift to my life as well as giving back to them. 
and, and just connecting. Uh, we, our theme for this year is Discover Your Natural Genius. It's our fifth annual Trailblazer Summit. It was funny when you said 12 people, the first one. I was trying to think, I think we had maybe 14, but um, uh, we're expecting up to 200 this time. And uh, the gift of what we're doing is discovery. Uh, by Sunday, we're actually gonna do a walk and in that internal labyrinth because one of the things we all have to go through is learning how to live from the inside out and learning how to, to be that authentic leader. Well, in growth, the term discovery is an interesting word. True. Because discovery is built off of curiosity. Mm. For me to learn anything, I first have to be curious. Mm -hmm. and. That curiosity then makes me seek out. And as I seek out, uh, I'm put into some uncomfortable situations. Mm -hmm. Because when you want to grow, it'll test your belief in yourself. Truth. Absolute okay? truth. It'll test your, your trust and your faith. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, one of the things you and I have talked about, there's a price tag to everything you want to do with your life. Absolutely. And people will only go as far as they're willing to pay the price. Mm -hmm. You know, and I know enough about your story. I know that you've come to the edge of the cliff. So many times. Yeah, and decided, uh-oh. <laughs> you know, it's a journey. What mm -hmm. do I do now? Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's not that you leap over the cliff. Mm -mm. And that's where people get hung up. Mm -hmm. You just don't jump in blind faith and go over the cliff and then go, what have I done? Right. You pause, mm -hmm. you reflect, you look around, mm -hmm. because there's always another path, mm -hmm. but you gotta be open to it. Absolutely. And sometimes that path is a real test, mm -hmm. okay? And this is where the challenge comes in. What if that test is a price tag you don't wanna pay? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I look at my life, and 34 years, I've lived on the road 200 plus days a year. Mm -hmm. Price tag. That's a big price tag. I spend all, almost every night in a different hotel in a bed someone else has already slept in. Right. Price tag. Mm -hmm. And how many flights in that process? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. And a few, I, and a hit in the process too, right? Yeah. I saw my frequent flyer statement with American Airlines in January. And last year, just on American, I did 276,000. Is that all? Air miles. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I know what a jet setter is. <laughs> right? <laughs> just crawl on that jet and sit. Literally, for hours. But one of the things I do, April, is in October of every year, I go away alone by myself. Mm -hmm. The only person on the face of this earth who knows who I, where I am is Karen. Right. Karen is his wife, by the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and by the way, that's a whole story. I mean, because when we got married, the biggest question we had to answer is, are you willing to share me with the world? Right. Mm -hmm. And that takes a very special woman. Amen to that. I mean, I'm gone 200 days a year. That's 200 days a year she's not with me. And people ask me, well, why doesn't she travel with you? Mm -hmm. I don't want her traveling with me. Mm -hmm. You women are amazing. Because when you check into a hotel, you have to unpack. 
And I tell Karen, by the time you unpack, I'll be two cities down the, the road. road. <laughs> right. But I go alone by myself. And I ask myself four questions. And I want to tell you something. If you want to know what you are, where you can go with your life, you've got to be able to answer these four questions in total honesty. Mm-hmm. Question number one, what do I really want? Right. And it's not what do I want, it's what do I really want? A lot of people can tell you what they want, but that's a fantasy. Right. What do you really want? And that to me is my purpose. What is my purpose for doing this? If you don't have a purpose, you show up wherever you're going lost. Truth. Okay. So I can't go any further until I answer that question. So the first one, as you heard him say, was what do you really want? What do I really want? Second one, why do I really want this? That's a very important question. Why do I really want this? Is this because I want the applause from the stage? Do, is it my ego? And there are a lot of people out there who do what they do to feed their ego. And Seven. don't get me wrong, there's a positive and a negative ego. Selfish right. and ego. And there's different ways of looking at that. But why do I really want to do this? You know, I have my purpose, but how am I going to fulfill that purpose? And then third, what price am I willing to pay? Absolutely. What price am I willing to pay? I mean, you've been there. You're alone in a hotel. Many times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting on an airplane at night, scooting across the sky into the darkness um, to get to the hotel at about 9, 10, 11, 12, 1 or 2 in the morning. Uh, to get up the next morning to be on stage. You've done that for a lot of years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And am I willing to pay the price? Mm -hmm. And then the fourth question, which is the question that ties all of them together. If I know what I really want, if I know why I want to do this, if I'm willing to pay the price, those three, what behaviors will I have to improve to keep me in alignment. I mean, what are my three little famous words? Which one? Pace? No. Starts with behavior. Oh, behavior never lies. That was one of them I was making sure. Hey, Scott, we're glad you're watching. Uh, Hi, Scott. <laughs> we. That is your first book, right? Behavior never lies. It was. It was the foundational principle. All my other philosophies are built off of. Absolutely. Because behavior cannot lie. Uh, the essence of truth is not what someone says. It's what they do. And how often do you have people repeat that? I know I've had some, we gave uh, some of my clients, as I've shared this material with them, uh, getting them books, et cetera. Uh, I'm sure you get a lot of resistance on that. (laughs) Well, and I do, and I ask people, prove me wrong. Right, (laughs) what a great statement. Yeah, I do, prove me wrong. Mm -hmm. If you say one thing and do another, isn't that a contradiction? Truth. If you say one one thing to people and you don't ever do it, isn't that a lie? It is. So is the real definition of who you are what you say or what you do? Right. Truth is always in behavior. Absolutely. Well, and something else you said today, and I think this is so powerful for all our business people listening, um, all our leaders listening, is that every team, uh, which we like partnership better mm-hmm. as a um, as an as an awareness that 
every partnership, and you told this when we did our One Light Ahead retreat, I mean, we you've been a gift in, in reminding of this today. If we're not all aligned on the same purpose, the same agenda, the same commitment, there's gonna be challenges. And well, it's true in business, it's true in marriage, it's true in every part of life. Because when I look at a company that is struggling, if I look at a, uh, a couple that are struggling, if I look at an individual who's struggling, I always come back to one thing. If in a company or in a marriage, you don't know that you don't have a common purpose, which is where we agree on the reason we're doing this. Absolutely. You don't have a common agenda, which is where we're in agreement of how we're going to do it. If we don't have the common commitment, then the other two fall apart. Absolutely. And anytime I go into a company and they're struggling, I first thing I look at purpose, agenda, and commitment. And you'll find that they're disconnected. When I did marriage counseling, when couples would come to me, um, I would look for are they aligned in purpose, agenda, and commitment. And by the way, in marriage, the real challenge comes when you lose that special something that other person brought to your life. The reason you and Sherman are together is that you share a special something. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes we may not be able to tangibly define what that special something is. But as long as that special something is strong, Mm -hmm. you have the synergism and the harmony and the connection. If you ever lose sight of that special something, then you start looking around. It's so, there's so much. Uh, I have a, a, a great friend that's on our group that um, uh, has been talking a lot about that. Wrote, um, they they actually. I'm gonna brick is a. There's an opportunity for people to recognize um, the commitment that they made, and the the. I was talking to another couple this weekend about the opportunity that we get every day to choose, mm-hmm. and to recognize what we chose and why we still choose it, and why we're going to choose it again. Well, we either choose for the right or the wrong reason. Truth. And we know which one we're choosing. That's the truth. I mean, people look at me and go, well, I didn't mean to do that. I say you're a liar. Because every choice is your choice. Well, someone else made the choice for me. Well, but you chose to allow them to make the choice for you. Your life is your life. And... Probably one of the philosophies that I teach that gets me in the most trouble. (laughs) The most trouble, I love it. Yeah, when I tell people, you are exactly in your life where you want to be. Said it again today. (laughs) Yeah, people said, that's not right. Yeah, it is. Because if you didn't want to be there, you wouldn't be there. And so many people, now life happens in in some situations where some things and and, and far extremes we're not talking about. but what we are talking about is that, and you said it today, is that uh, we've made decisions that have led to where we are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and every moment we get that choice. Educate me, is there anything you wanted to make sure, because as you, everyone listening is gonna know that we could talk forever. <laughs> I never run out of material. I love it. <laughs> well, and you mentioned it um, Friday that um, you're writing the material for our summit. Mm-hmm. And you've done a video for us um, that we have on our website, um, onelightahead.com. And then you've got an amazing event coming up next year that uh, we'll make sure to talk about a little bit. Um, And you've got an event, too. Um, We're going to have you hop in a plane, too, huh? Yep. Uh, Quickly. Uh, Talk about that authenticity that you're going to be speaking about. 
Well, authenticity is being in touch with the new you. I love that. Okay? Because all of us have an old you and a new you. Your new you doesn't fight with you. Your new you challenges you. Your old you fights with you because old you wants you to stay the same. Mm -hmm. So this is why it doesn't make experiences like your conference or my conferences. It doesn't make them important. Wow. Or it's also like, you, you know, people come here and the old you stays outside the door. The new you comes into the room. New you gets really in, into what we're talking about and makes some really great decisions about what they're going to do with their life. The minute they walk out their door, the old you attacks them. Right. And most of us don't have the inner strength mm. to continue to let the new you control our life. And it's a battle we fight every single day. Every day. Yeah. And, okay. I, and you do too. I meet oh. people with so much talent. Mm -hmm and so much they could do with their life, but they don't have the belief, the trust, and the faith in their self. We all have a journey there, mm -hmm. every day. Because how many times does your do your beliefs get challenged? Every, almost every day. And if I challenge your belief, can that also challenge your trust? It can, yeah. And the more trust you develop in yourself, the more you have the ability to fight the challenge. So can that rattle my faith? It can. You know, I literally, it's so interesting you say that because I had a lady ask me the other day, she's a brand new real estate agent, and she asked me, she goes, how do you have so much confidence to do what you do? And I looked at her and I'm like, you, you didn't know me 20 years ago, but um, uh, yet, when she said that, I said, it is all about faith for me. It is all about the faith that I know this is my calling. I know this is what I've been designed to do. And although, I agree with you, I mean, we talked a little bit about that today, is that it's a daily journey of the world, the, the fights, the, the old you. I mean, it is just a, a daily to remind yourself. I like how you brought it up today about the yesterday, of being that library. And our job is to pull those positive experiences from that library to see the impact of life we've had. I had a lady email me the other day. She goes, I'm sure it was 10, I coached her 2009. And she emailed me and said, April, I know sometimes you question whether or not you're making an impact, but I want you to know that I have, I still have an email in my Bible from you that I've been reading regularly, and I just want, I just felt propelled to tell you know that you're making an impact even when you, you're unsure, and I'm sure you get tons of those emails. Yeah. I'm one of them to you. <laughs> um. You know, there. This is just bottom line truth. There are times that I'm scooting across the sky on an airplane. I. This is my. Six day, I've been in six cities, and I'm going across, and I'm tired, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm staring out the window, and I think, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And I open up my computer, because with internet now and the airplanes, I can get a lot of work done. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's an email from someone who just says, thank you. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like God says, stop questioning. Amen. Amen. That mm -hmm. you have a purpose that I've given you in a stage. Mm -hmm. And I know how much people struggle, and that's why, you know, I can't believe it's been this long, but 10 years ago I created the Morning Minute. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. Because I think what you put in your head in the morning creates the day you're going to have. Absolutely. And so what I, what I do is 
I create a little 60 second video of one of my philosophies of life with a piece of wisdom to feed your mind in the morning. It's 60 seconds. Right. And all it's designed to do is to give you a positive outlook on your day. Every month's a different theme. Like last month, our theme was fireworks. <laughs> and uh, this, this month, you know, we're talking about growth. Mm-hmm. And, and just the thousands of people that start their day with me. Had a guy tell me the other day, he said, so you're Richard Flint. <laughs> right. I said, yeah. He said, I am tired of waking up with you in the morning. <laughs> How funny. He said, we wake up, my wife gets her computer, she puts it in bed with us, we sit there, and she flips on your morning minute, and I sit there and, and listen to you. And he says, I'm tired of sharing my wife with you. <laughs> well, you said, you know, people get to share you, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the morning minute is, was a God thing for me. Uh, Tell me more. Well, I knew that people struggled, most people struggle in the morning. Mm-hmm. Because most of us go to bed tired and get up tired. Mm-hmm. We sleep. But if I go to bed still dealing with the re- residue of that day, I'll sleep but I won't rest. Too many people, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know what? We need to do something that can help people have a positive focus in the morning. And I remember I was alone in my, my quiet time and I was thinking, how do I do this? And so I created a program which was called the Daily Mental Workout. Mm. And it was 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night, five out of seven days. And we did, we did good with that. But then I began to hear from people, I don't have 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I was alone with myself and my faith. People don't have 10 minutes. Would they have a minute? Could they take 60 seconds just for their self? And so that's where the brainchild of the morning minute was born. And so it's a video, 60 seconds. It's a philosophy that you receive. It's a piece of wisdom. And what I hear from so many people is, I keep going over that in my brain all during the day. You know, 10 years, it's for 365 days every single day of the year. Wow. And people say 10 years, uh, that's sort of a lot of philosophies. <laughs> You've got dictionaries. <laughs> yeah, I do, and I have four, I have four dictionaries that I've written. Mm-hmm. But it's challenging to keep coming up with the philosophies. But if you, live, if you listen to people, people tell you everything they need. It's so true, and you, you've been really powerful about digesting the feedback and giving back and saying, you know, and even for you it, today, you shared, you know, all of us need to be aware that technology is a tool. This is the gift of Facebook Live. Hey, Cliff, we're glad you're joining us. Cliff's actually in Florida. Um, Cliff, so- I live in Florida. I live in the Palm Beaches. <laughs> You'll have to comment on that, Cliff. <laughs> uh, with that, um, as we... Pro- uh, we, Richard and I agreed that we were going to talk about whatever came up, right? <laughs> Off-the-cuff Friday session on Saturday. On Saturday, <laughs> right? It worked out perfect. Uh, and it's so true. You know, we, uh, we've learned um, from our experiences. I, I told somebody today, I said I, I used to attempt to reach everybody, and then I had to learn through a lot of different experiences. My job is to find those that know there's something missing, and they're ready to start discovering. And that's well, what leads. Oh, and I wanted to talk one more yeah. thought about that. 
you know, people sound, think sometimes this is cruel. But when I first started, like I told you, I was going to reach the world. Mm -hmm. Only took two engagements to realize the majority of the world does not want to be reached. Mm -hmm. And so I came to the conclusion, I got to stop worrying about the masses. Right. And I've got to look for that 2% that really want to improve their life. Right. And it's, it's not that I don't care about that other 98%. Agreed. But I go back and I keep reading what Christ did when he walked into a village and they rejected him. He didn't try to step into their life. Mm -hmm. If they did not invite him, he shook the dust off his sandals and he went on to finding the people that would invite him in. True. And I tell you what, too many times we try to step into people's lives. You step into their life, they're going to step back on your toe. Literally, in some cases. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there are people out there who will invite you in. I agree. This Star Maker Conference, this 29th Star Maker Conference, you know, this is 125 people who are interesting because it's a room of trust. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're here, you know the stories that people share. You know, there's some very personal stories they share. Absolutely. But they trust everybody in this room. Right. And, but, it, you know, anytime you build a conference like what you're doing, <laughs> people are going to trust you. Mm -hmm. And this makes this stage so critically important. It is ridiculously important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I take it very seriously. I know. I'm very thankful. My commitment, you know, when God opened this door for me, my commitment was never play games with people. Speak the truth. Offer people solutions, but hold them accountable for doing their own. Very true. You know, we were talking today, next year, 2020 is gonna be our last star maker. Mm -hmm. uh, that'll be 30 years. We're going to be at the PGA Resort in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Right. A beautiful, beautiful place. Mm -hmm. And we'll have, because it's our last one, our max is 200. I'll never take more than 200 people. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll never mm -hmm. take more than 200. Uh, can't handle it if it's above that. It's uh, a lot. It's a, it's a, it, so many people, and I think this is something that, hey, Kenneth, we're glad you're joining us. So many people don't realize that in, 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 in growth, you have, we get to provide a mental, physical space, a, a energy, a, uh, an, a container, if you will, to allow that to stir and to, and to but this is, I think you'll get a kick out of it. One of my um, client's wife, we were sitting across the table from each other, and my, the client's wife said to me, was sitting across and she says, she goes, you met my husband. She says, you got his number within seconds. And she goes, you just started pouring into him. And she goes, she had her hands out like this. And it was like, I almost saw a tree grow on your hands. It was just amazing. And she says, I just watched him blossom. And that's what we get to do. We get that gift to provide that space. So it's, yeah, 200. And that's, we don't expect any more than 200 either. <laughs> because I, I, that was one of my clients said, I don't, I want, I want to make sure that you, I get to keep the bubble you create in our relationship and our conversations. And I, th I think that's what you're, 
really talking about. Yeah, you and I have to never forget the number one emotional enemy that people face is fear. Right. Fear blocks growth. Fear makes you a hostage. Fear increases your doubt, your worry, and your uncertainty. Fear makes you turn and walk away from what you could have. Mm -hmm. And so, one of the things we have to understand is that to open a human up to listen, they have to know we're in tune with their fear. Mm, and if it's thing. okay, I'd like to share with the people that from the day you're born to the day you die, there's six fears you wrestle with. And you know what's interesting? April has the same six fears that I have. That's the truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The difference is they may be arranged differently in life because one of the six is always your big, your number one fear. true yeah and there's the the fear of the unknown mm -hmm. which is huge that's a trap it is the fear of abandonment yes trap the fear of failure big pit big pit uh, the fear of loss mm -hmm. the fear of rejection and the fear of success yes which you wrestled with I did. <laughs> because you didn't think you deserved success. For a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And as long as you feared that, you made sure it didn't happen. Sadly, isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. we are pre exactly in our life where we want to be. Right. Mm -hmm. If we want our life to go forward, we design our life for that. Right. And we don't design it by talking about it. We design it by matching our words with our behavior. Because wow. behavior never lies. Lies. <laughs> and the other thing about behavior, all behavior has an agenda. Someone looks at you and says, go, and goes, April, I didn't mean to do that. That's a lie. Mm -hmm. If they hadn't meant to do it, they wouldn't do it. Right. Well, and, and, and final thought, uh, well, not final, because we could talk on for a thing, but to start wrapping it up in some aspects, but you can totally tell me if you want to keep going. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone is going to complain right now. Um, one of the things that I've been so aware of as we've got to work together as we've got I've got to watch all of the impact that you make and and observe just all the different um, digestion as, as people really take on all of what you share and, and, and in my own experience as well sometimes you have to say things multiple times mm -hmm. sometimes you've got to plant that seed the way I say it is that we've all got a resistance walls and I, I used to joke around and say I've got a really good chisel and I, my job is to figure out which door you're gonna let me in, right? And um, so would you share a little bit about your discovery with that and, and what you've gone through? You ever watched The Big Bang Theory? I have. <laughs> Love that show. Mm -hmm. And Sheldon, mm -hmm. knocking on the door. Right? No, just knocks. And I think sometimes in life, life knocks on our doors, but we're fearful to open the door. Mm -hmm because we don't have that belief, that trust, and that faith, faith. in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if God has given me one gift, it's the ability to take what you're resistant to and show you the pathway and the process to getting beyond it. And that's what I do every day. You know, whether it's in my mentoring program, whether it's in our, we do a free webinar every month uh, through my blogs, through my, Facebook posts, everything we do is designed to help people 
tear that wall down. Literally. What was it, Reagan told Khrushchev, Mr. Khrushchev, tear that wall down. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And I think every day, our purpose in life mm -hmm. is to help people believe they can tear the wall down. Absolute truth. And that goes back to belief, faith, and trust. Mm -hmm. Absolute truth. Because, and that, that, that reminds me of two things. The first one is that the way we've set up this um, event that we um, are going to be doing in September is we've um, invited a couple of our uh, people that have made some impact to align. One of the gifts, the things that you know I'm real passionate about is, a, is aligning community. It's a really big deal for me. And uh, so we are setting up keynote speakers Friday and Saturday, breakout sessions in the afternoon. I'm gonna have you talk about that. And then Sunday, we're having a field trip day and they're actually going to the biblical gardens and they're going to get to um, be in an outdoor theater and then go through a labyrinth. And there's actually talk about, um, I mean, it's a, it's a hike and I, I forewarn everybody, they're gonna need to bring their tennis shoes if they wanna do it. <laughs> Um, and there's a hike and there's just, it's, it's just an amazing experience. It's a beautiful location. It's just a, uh, quite the experience. And it, it walks through people that basically walking through the journey. And, uh, and I, my thought pattern and why I met, mentioned it to you this weekend is that one of the things I've learned through you is that I always wanted to be the trailblazer. I, I, I've learned, that's why we call it the trailblazer summit is that as, as I've been designed to live into now, and it's funny you say that fear of success. It took me a while to learn your fears. <laughs> and uh, he, that was the first thing you taught, was uh, one of the lessons that I learned. And uh, you usually resist the one you're not ready to deal with. <laughs> so, did, which one did you say that was? Oh, <laughs> right. And, uh, and, and so when we put this uh, experience together, and I really learned that that experience is what needs to happen, you, but something you said today really hit home, that, and I'm sure I've noticed it a hundred times. Um, you use acronyms, you use um, keys, you use steps, and it really made me realize that as I'm finishing writing the, the packaging for this uh, program, and we've got everything online, it's already set up, and et cetera, people can go to One Light Ahead and sign up to see you in September in Grass Valley, um, is to help them understand that there is, and you said it today so powerfully, there always is a starting point. Mm -hmm. And so many people want to, and, and I, I teach this all the time, we always want to jump the steps. And we miss the value at times. There's reasons for start, starting points. So I'd love for you to finish up on and how you want to round that out. <laughs> I gave you a whole bunch of there. <laughs> the, a lot of people tell me, well, I took what you said and the process doesn't work. Right. <laughs> I go, okay. Did you follow the steps? Mm -hmm. Well, I rearranged them. Right. You can't rearrange a process and get the result, the process. But, you know, again, so many of us, we live in this quick fix society, instant information, everything's at our fingertips. And growth, growth takes time. I remember one time I was doing a, a, a program on a cruise ship mm. and I asked the captain, if you were going to turn this ship around, how much, what would it take? 37 miles. 37 miles to turn the ship around. Isn't that amazing? So, people come to me and go, how long is this process going to take? Right. You know, one lady said, can we accomplish this in a week? <laughs> I said, uh, no, there's no shortcut version. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing with people. They don't understand 
that it takes time to redesign human behavior. And that's what growth is. Mm -hmm. It's resigning human behavior to take you from the wrong path to the right path. But if I've been living on the wrong path and the right path gets tough, where am I gonna go? Back to the comfort zone. Because the right path didn't work. Supposedly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it didn't work. Right, because there was a lack of uh, co belief, faith, and trust, mm -hmm. and commitment. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I am really, 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 really excited about being with you in uh, September. And we're gonna have a great time. We are. I'm eager to meet the people. I am eager for you to meet them as well. <laughs> and if you would like to learn know more about me mm -hmm. before you get there, go to my website, richardflint.com. Absolutely. And you can see almost everything about me. There's a lot on your website. There's a lot of opportunity too. Yeah. A lot of resources, a lot of fun stuff there. And, and you know, we talked about today, we're getting ready to start our small group retreats. Right. And it was interesting because one of the things we were talking about today was a, is a couple's retreat on tweaking your relationship. We've already filled the first one when we get it done. Excellent. From We only take 15 couples. So we're going to look at doing the second one. Congrats. Uh, our, our personality retreat. We, filled, we finished filling that today. Congratulations. So we have a, a waiting list now. I think we already have seven people for the next one. Perfect. <laughs> I think April... I think there's a hunger today that you and I have not seen in a long time. I agree with that. And I think it's because of what's happening in our society today. Mm -hmm. I have never seen as much anger mm -hmm. as there is in society today. Sadly. And that anger is turning to hatred. Mm -hmm. We are a country that is divided. Sadly. And we have our own civil war going on right now. Mm. Well, we have an opportunity for people to step up. So, and Richard, you did, um, and I'm going to make sure we'll share. Um, there's a gentleman uh, in our one of our Facebook also wrote a book, and and I want to connect him with Charles <laughs> because um, they they're they're aligned in that that thought pattern, and we'll talk on the, on another day on that. <laughs> and yet, um, uh, I thought about it is one of the biggest things is we all have a voice. We all have the opportunity, as you said, not only to stand still, but then to stand up and to have that voice and to own that. And that's a whole other conversation. But. Well, but if I can't stand still, I'll never know where I'm supposed to go. Truth. If I can't control the noise in my life, I always am reacting to the noise in my life. And I've got to have that place where I can go and stand still and be the authentic me. Amen. Because you can't be the authentic me when everybody's screaming at you. That's the truth. Yeah. Well, and they don't realize. So, and, and Richard, you do such an amazing job of, uh, and and I'm very thankful. I walked up the other day and I said, you know, the event that we put together in September is a not a copy. It, it, it's a it's a uh, a compliment to you. <laughs> uh, uh, we've learned so much from you uh, that we've literally created somewhat of the same. Uh, we've added the, the breakout sessions, uh, and then we added the spiritual day. Um, so it's a little bit. We, we're requiring them to have about about three four more hours, but it's all after activities yet uh, again I, I tell you all the time I, I work to have the wisdom you have <laughs> and yet uh, I've been blessed to have um, you in my life in my head in my heart for many a years and we're going to continue that all right I'll tell you something I mm -hmm. want you to listen to me right now in your life you have the wisdom God wants you to have at this point amen to that okay mm -hmm. so don't compare yourself to anybody else Amen to that. Okay. Thank you for that. You have the wisdom right now in your life that God wants you to have. 
and I got quite a bit of that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> You're a remarkable young lady, and from that day that we sat there at the Rich Carlton mm -hmm. in Dana Point to this time here, sitting here talking, you're a different person. I have grown and yeah, You have grown. And you've grown in your belief in yourself. Amen. You've grown in your trust in yourself. And your faith is huge. I, I am well, um, it exudes for me, which I'm very thankful for. Well, see, when belief, trust, and faith comes together, it removes limitations. Thank God. And limitations are what we do to ourselves. God doesn't give us any limitations. Mm -hmm. He gives us possibilities. I wrote about that today. I'm excited about that. <laughs> and mm -hmm. as we get these possibilities, if we look at them and they unravel and fold, they create the opportunities. Mm -hmm. And that we're willing to look at them. We're willing to dive in. I loved it. I wrote about that as you were saying it today as we're willing to look at the possibilities, as we're willing to take on, and it's responsibility too. Mm -hmm. As you said, it's the cost you gotta pay. Yep. And uh, Richard, you're, you're a gift with that. And so when you get it, and I'm really excited for you to meet some of the people that are gonna be there. Um, there's so many, uh, one of the things that I really enjoy is watching how our lives cross paths. Mm -hmm. uh, there's one lady in the hallway, I kept crossing paths with her. Obviously we need to talk. <laughs> It's just uh, what a gift that you're willing to come out and, and, and join us. So we're thankful well, for that. Always remember, no one comes through your life by accident. Mm -hmm. It's you and I investing the time to get to know why they're there. It may be for a moment. It may be for a season. It may be for a life. Right. And we're thankful that we're, we, we're going to have quite a lifetime in this process. Right. <laughs> well, Anything you want to make sure we... Um, Hello, Mr. Check Kenneth. me out. Check me out at richardflint.com, and I look forward to seeing you. And do me a favor, and when you're there and I'm there, come up to me and tell me that you saw this little video blog that we're doing. We would love and, that. And let me know. And if you have any questions you'd like to ask me, uh, Richard at richardflint.com. No one reads my emails except me, and you'll probably very seldom ever meet anybody who can digest what you're saying and give you back a question to resolve it. I had a lady send me an eight-page email. I resolved it with one question, sent it back to her, and she emailed me back and said, I hate you. <laughs> it took me a day to write this email, and you answered it in one question. She said, how do you do that? Because your life is simple until you get in your own way and make it complex. The truth. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. All right. <laughs> Great. Glad you're with us, everybody. Thanks, folks. Have a great day.